0: Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. I have the distinct honor of continuing our series, The I Ams of Christ, from the book of John when I, some of the things, one of the things I admire so much about our pastor is when he gets these themes, he goes before the Lord. He knows why he gives us these themes. And this theme is so that we know who Jesus is. In this season, there is so much going on. And Minister Yolanda alluded to it. There's so much wickedness and debauchery. There's so much that if you don't know who Jesus is, you're gonna be swept away with the rest of them. Don't let it happen from the Church of God of East New York. You have too much word, you have too much gospel, you have too much teaching, you got too much worship, you have too much preaching for this to happen at the Church of God of East New York. So you need to know who he is, not just what he is, not just the word about him, but who he is. He is the Messiah. He is the living God. He is Savior. He is King. He is Redeemer. He is Holy One. He is author and finisher. He is our Redeemer. He is our Waymaker. He is our promise keeper. You need to know him for yourself. It's not just a song. It's who he is. Hallelujah. We have heard, I am the bread of life from Minister Yolanda, powerful. Before Abraham, I am from Minister Pam, powerful. And I am the resurrection from Reverend Charis, powerful. We give God thanks. If you missed any of those messages, please go back and listen to them. You will be blessed. You need to know who Jesus is. Today, my assignment is, Jesus, I am the light of the world. The scripture that I'll be reading is John 8, 12. I'm going to ask if we stand and we can read that scripture together. John 8, 12. John 8, 12 from the NIV, as that is the translation we read in this congregation. And let's read it together. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me never live in darkness but will have the light of life father abba papa daddy god i come before you in the name of jesus father god these are these are your people this is your word Father God, I pray that you will use me in these next moments to translate this word to your people, that they would receive it. God, I pray for softened hearts, that they would receive it, my God, I pray. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, stand up in me. Steady me so that I can do what you've called me to do. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, acceptable to you. Father God, I thank you that your will, your perfect will will be done in this assignment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Gospel of John was written by the Apostle John to the Christian community. That includes us. At the time when he wrote it, there was a great deal of opposition, not only from Jews, but from Romans and others who were skeptical of the claims that Christians were making. John wanted to show that the claims were true and that Jesus of Nazareth was indeed the Messiah, the Son of God, and all who believed in him would have eternal life. It's from the book of John that we get the famous scripture, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When Jesus made the statement, because it was him speaking that says, I am the light of the world, he knew that he was referring to things that the Jews would not be happy about. He was not referring to natural light. He wasn't referring to the lights that we see in this building. These lights will go out when you turn it off or when the power goes out. He was referring to a light that has only one source, and that's Jesus. He wasn't looking for a light that you have to change, a light that you have to look for the more effective or the more financially stable. He was looking to the eternal light, the light that would light you to eternity. Light was significant, Jesus to make that statement because it was during the Feast of Booths when he made the statement that they light lamps, big lamps that lit up the temple that reminded them of when the children of Israel were escorted by God by night through the desert. Jesus took, God took them out of bondage, took them through the promise, to the promised land through the desert and he used fire by night. When the fire moved, they moved. When the fire didn't move, they didn't move. Oh, that we would be like that. When God moves, we move. When he don't move, we don't move. But we're too quick to get ahead of him. Jesus knew the Jews viewed light as an ultimate ideal, a representation of salvation, knowledge, and goodness, all the attributes of God. So to them, Jesus was claiming equality with God, which infuriated the Pharisees. They were in their own spiritual darkness. Imagine Jesus there doing miracles, doing things that confounded them, doing things that they knew could only be God, yet they refuted that he was God. Let that not be us. Let us not see God do the miracles, the healings and the deliverance among us and we still doubt that it's God. In the Bible, light is also a source of holiness, goodness, knowledge, wisdom, grace, hope and God's revelation. By contrast, Darkness has been associated with evil, sin, and despair. Mm, But still, why light? First reason, we need light for life. Without the sun's heat and light, the earth, this earth that we're living on now, would be a lifeless ball of ice-coated rock. It's the sun that warms our seas, stirs our atmosphere, generates our weather patterns, and gives energy to the growing green plants that provide the food and oxygen for life on earth. That's the same with the spiritual life. It's only Jesus that gives life. It's only Jesus that softens us. It's only Jesus that doesn't make us harden to the things of God. But the light came to give you a full life. Jesus said, I came to give you life. And that more abundantly, he tells us in John 10:10. 10, 10. He said, "Too often we're settling for less than what God has called us." He wanted to remind us that a full life means not lacking or omitting anything. It means a complete life in Jesus. If your life is not complete right now, you need to reevaluate. Is Jesus really the center of my life? Am I following him the way I'm supposed to? Because Jesus' followers will never walk in spiritual darkness because those who follow him become light carriers too. Because Matthew 5, 14, 16 says, you children of God are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. We shouldn't be hiding our lights. We shouldn't be out and about doing things without that. We should allow our lights to shine and light shines better when we're together. It's time out for us for being separated. COVID, yes, but we are taking precautions. Come back to the house of the Lord. Come back and let your light shine. Come back and let's be that community of faith. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. They don't stay in their bed, they come out. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. We need to give light to this community. We need to give light to East New York. We need to give light to Brooklyn, to New York. But we do that as a community of faith. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Is your light shining, Church of God of East New York, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven? it is a visible thing. It's visible when you're walking in the light. There's something different about you. Even when everything else is chaotic around you, there's something about that light in you. Have your co-workers ever said, well, how come you're not worried about the inflation or whether we're going to lose a job? Has your neighbors ever said, how come you're not worried about the taxes going up? Is there one? Because we know the light. We know the source. We know who God is. And we know he's a provider. He's a way maker. We know that he's a promise keeper. We know that he's Jehovah Jireh. We know that whatever we need that he's able to do. We know Philippians four nineteen that he will provide for all our needs according to his riches in glory. We also need light to grow. We need to spend time in the light. So many of us a uh, vitamin D deficient which is a light source so many things happen to the body when you don't get enough light but the same with the f- spiritual body if you don't get enough of Jesus if you don't spend time with him you can not grow and mature the way you want to so many of us want to do this and do that and God said, you're not ready yet right. you haven't spent enough time with me Too often we're going to the cooker. and we want to pull something out before it's ready. It's never good. And you know when you take something before it's ready, it messes up other people. So God is saying, wait on me. Wait on me. Grow in me. How's your devotional life? How are you spending time with the Lord? What Bible verses are you reading? What verses are you meditating on? What scriptures have you memorized in the last week? What word have you given to a friend to encourage them? What prayer have you... Lord is saying you need to grow and you need the light to grow. And Jesus is the light. We need light for food, the food of God's word. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet a light unto my path. The word of God is what he uses to guide and to direct us. We need to be in the word. I know the other preachers have stressed it, but I want to keep stressing it. Without the word you will fall. Without the word of God you won't make it in this season because you won't know when it's God speaking to you and when it's the enemy speaking to you unless you know the word. And I'm always impressed with bank tellers how they say how they can identify counterfeit. It's because they spend time with the real thing. You've got to spend time with the real thing and the real thing is Jesus. You've got to spend time in his presence. You've got to pray. Sometimes you've got to lay prostrate before him. Sometimes you've just got to cry out, Daddy I don't know what to do, where to go. Sometimes you've got to cry from your belly. Sometimes you've got to drop to your knees. Sometimes you just got to groan. Anybody just groaned. Anybody just groaned. Throne before the Lord and say, Abba, I need you. Need you, Abba, I need you. I need your light in this situation. I need you to show me the way. Mm. For the man and woman of God, child or youth, who follows Jesus, there will always be light, not only for now, but into eternity. But without the light of Jesus, we remain in darkness. But with Jesus, we have all that we need. Jesus says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Isn't that a powerful statement, never walk in darkness? But you're saying, well, I walk home late at night and it's dark, but you're not walking alone when you've got Jesus. You've got his protection, you've got him, because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll always be with you, so you can walk in the dark knowing that you're not walking in darkness. But he's talking more about spiritual darkness, about the state of a person living apart from God. That's not a place we want to be. We want to be in God's hand. We want to say yes to Jesus. My brothers and sisters, there's a lot of darkness around us right now. Crime, political upheaval, pandemics, but people are also facing dark situations in their own lives, sickness, mental illness, financial problems, loneliness, feelings of isolation, feeling left out, debt, homelessness, feeling abandoned, marital problems, and the list goes on. But I want to tell somebody today that the only cure for that is Jesus. The only one that can get you out of that situation is Jesus. He's the one that you say yes to. He's the one that you follow. He's the one that will bring light to your situation. Our oh, God is able. The only way out of spiritual darkness, as I said, is through Jesus and through following him. Follow means to go or come after, move or travel behind, but in the same direction. Too often, some of us think we're following Jesus, but we're following our own direction. He said, follow me and my direction. He said, follow me, say yes to Jesus and follow me. Some of us say, well, I've said yes to Jesus, but are you following him? Are you living for him? Is Jesus Lord of your life? Are you doing what he's called you to do? Are you obedient to his word? Following Jesus means to obey his word, not only to obey his word, but to obey the authority that he has put in place. That means being obedient to the leading of your pastor. That means to follow him as he follows Christ. It means to understand authority and to walk in it. God is saying, follow me. Don't run ahead of me. I don't want you to be... Follow me. You see what happens when you don't follow. When Jesus says a left here, you may miss it and go to the right. When Jesus is going straight ahead, you may have thought he made a turn. But if you stay connected to him, if you stay connected to the light source, he will illuminate the way because he will be the one going ahead of you. He's the light. He's the light, he's the light. He said, choose me today, choose Jesus, choose to follow him, choose to live for him, choose to obey him, choose to love him, choose to live for him in the name of Jesus. Jesus is still saying to us like Matthew four nineteen, come follow me. He said, and I will make you fishers of men. Church of God of East New York, we have a discipleship mandate at this church. It means going out and being disciples, discipling others. It means to follow Jesus and be fishers of men. There are men and women, children, marriages out there in this community that need to come in, be discipled, be loved, be poured into, and we're the ones that can do it. He says in John twelve twenty six. Whoever serves me must follow me. That means you can't serve any way you want to serve. When you serve, you got to follow Jesus, how he served. And he came humble. He didn't want no titles or accolades. Even when they came to take him from the garden, they didn't even know which one he was. He wasn't wearing no garments or no crown. He was just there with the brothers in the thickets. We just need to come together and lead and serve this community. Serve your brothers and your sisters in humility and in grace without pride god hates pride he even hates a prideful look he just wants us to get on with the business at hand i don't know about you but time is moving fast we are in the penultimate month of 2022 we are nearly finished with this year and we have seen so much happen there's work to be done saints we need the light in our dark situation light also reveals illuminates and exposes. What do you need God to reveal to you this morning? What do you need him to illuminate? What do you need him to expose? And when I thought of illuminate, I thought of this church. I thought of the lighthouse that we are, the lighthouse image that we have on the building, and I looked up what a lighthouse does. And I thought it was just to guide people home. But no, a lighthouse also sends light to stop people from getting into trouble so that they won't hit an iceberg that they don't see We're a lighthouse to tell people, this is the way. Don't get into those waters. Don't get into trouble. We're the light of Jesus. We're the light to say, you don't have to go this alone. We are here that we will walk with you. We'll show you how to walk with Jesus. We'll show you how to live for Christ. We'll show you how to live a disciple and disciplined life. We'll show you what it means to fast and pray. We'll show you what it means to live for Jesus. We'll show you what it is to serve. We'll show you what it is to give back to the community. We will show you what it is to give. To give. Because giving is part of our mandate. To give. Whoever follows Jesus will never walk in darkness. Darkness is, is dim. And he said to remind some people that they think they're walking in the light. And in fact, they're just walking in the shadows. Some of us think that we're in the light and we're in the shadow. He said that the, they have moved away from my light and they still perceive some of it so they think they're still in it. He said just like Saul who thought he could still do what he could do when the spirit had left him. He said be careful that you're in the fullness of the light because shadows won't work. Shadows won't get you where you have to go. A shadow will kill you. A shadow will leave you out to die. A shadow is not good. Get out of the shadows. <laughs> Get into the marvelous light by saying yes to Jesus, by following him and living for him. He said there are other things that we can learn from Jesus, from this scripture, from this example. And he said one of those things is that we have to stay focused. Stay focused, Church of God of East New York. Stay focused on the assignment God has given us to make disciples, to mentor, to lead. Stay focused on the individual gifts and calling that God has given you. When Jesus made this statement, I am the light of the world, he came back to them a second time to make it. He was interrupted when he first started speaking to the children. They brought in a woman that was caught in adultery and the Pharisees wanted to mess with Jesus. Now, Jesus could have got all uproared about it. He could have picked up his bag and said, you know, later for y'all, and then left. But no, he returned to his assignment. It's time to return to your assignment. It's time to get back in the mix and do what God has called you to do. There are many distractions. The pandemic was a distraction. I tell you, the enemy used that in a horrible way, that some people who could have come back, who should come back, have not come back. But I plead with you this morning. I call out to you this morning. I pray for you this morning that you will come back to your rightful place, that you will pick up your ministry and that you will continue. Don't let the Lord leave you out there in the shadows. Bring you, come into the marvelous light of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Don't let those distractions. Too often he brings distractions, bad distractions, but sometimes he brings good distractions. The devil brings good distractions. Distractions like a new love or a new job. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do this. I got, but God said, remember who gave you the job. Remember the gift giver. Always remember the gift giver. Remember the gift giver. The Lord said, remember me in all that you do. He stayed focused on his assignment. The other thing we learn about Jesus was that he knew his identity. I am is an emphatic form of a verb, a self-declaration by Jesus to identify himself as God. He knew the naysayers were around him. He knew what they were saying. But he stood firm in the knowledge of who he was. He didn't shiver. He didn't quake. He didn't ask them, well, who do you think I am? Who, who do men say I am? Not this time. This time he was telling them emphatically, I am him. I am the Christ. I am the Messiah. I am the Lord. I am the way. I am the light. I am him we need to know who we are because if not this world will try and give you who you're supposed to be we look at these little children not knowing what sexual identity they're supposed to be the devil is a liar he's a liar they were born whether boy or girl but that's how they were born jesus said i knew you before you were yet formed in your mother's womb I knew you I knew you were a boy I knew you were a girl I knew you don't get confused don't buy into what society is saying Jesus knew who you were hallelujah he knew his identity he was settled and secure in it be secure in who you are don't look at other people don't look at what others are doing because God has a specific plan for you What you can do, I can't do. What I can do, you can't do. Be confident in what God has called you to do. Because without you, the body doesn't work. How many of us, as they give the analogy, stub our toe and the whole body hurts? We need everybody. You are important. You are valuable. We need you now. There's a there's a world out there that doesn't know where to go, they're desperate. And they want to hear the truth from those who know the truth, who are confident in their identity and who they are. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Saints, we are in perilous times. We ain't waiting for them. We are in perilous times. And we need to know the light of Jesus. We need to know what our identity gives us. We need to know what comes along with being a child of God. And he reminded me of a story that I think Pastor told on one of the ministers many years ago about a man who wanted to go to another country for a better life. He wanted to get a job at another country so that he could help his family. And so he saved up all his money. And the only way to travel to other countries then was by boat. So he got, he got enough money, but he knew he didn't have enough money for anything other than the ticket. So he packed his bag with sandwiches and snacks so that he could eat them on the, on, the tri- on the ship. So he gets on the ship and he sees them and they're dining lavishly. I mean, steak, lobster, oxtail, curry gourd, you name it, it depends on the menu, was, was on the menu. And he could see them from where he was. So one person came out and goes, why, how come you're not coming in? No, no, it's okay, I'm fine. I'm enjoying my sandwiches. He said, oh, okay. So he went back in. So somebody else came and asked him, and he said the same thing. And this first person came back to him and said, what? why are you doing this? You could be eating in here. And he decided to be vulnerable and tell him what it was. He said, I can't afford, I can't afford the food in there. And the man who asked him was dumbfounded. He was like, Didn't you know? Your ticket paid for the food. It was all included. It was all included. All those days he ate dry sandwiches when he could have been feasting on good food. All this time you're living below your means not knowing that there's a God, there's a Lord, there's a Savior, there's a Redeemer, there's a Jesus, there's one that will save you and redeem you and feed you. He looked in amazement, stunned at his, why didn't he ask? Why didn't he ask? Why did he assume? Too often we assume things without getting the knowledge and knowing for sure what it is. Your salvation, saying yes to Jesus, gives you light. It gives you peace. It gives you joy. It gives you faithfulness. It gives you all you need. It gives you provision. It gives you guidance. It gives you direction. It gives you hope. It gives you victory. It gives you all you need. It gives you life after death. Let me blow somebody's bubble today. There is no, there's nothing but heaven or hell after here. There's nothing. There's no in-between. There's no, oh God, is too good. He's not going to let anything happen to us. He was too good. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he's so good. He sent the Redeemer. But let me tell you, when we leave this life, is heaven or hell, there is no in-between, my sisters and my brothers. There's no in-between. But Jesus came so that you would have life after death. He came so that you wouldn't have to suffer in suffering hell. He came so that you would have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy is out there looking to expose, looking to devour, looking to destroy. But hold on to who Jesus is. Jesus, hold on. Jesus also knew his purpose. So often we... Oh, if I wish I knew what I was called to do, ask the Lord... Father, I believe it's this. Is it this? Go to some trusted senior saints in the church. Go to one of the ministers. Go to, some, go to a to and say, wow, I see you moving in ministry. It looks so natural. How did you know that was it? Speak to somebody. Don't sit there so often we want people to identify for us. No. You know what God has put in you. You know the gifts. You know what you enjoy doing. I know I don't enjoy cooking. That's why the Lord wasn't going to put me in the kitchen. He know his children. He knows, he knows what you are good at. He knows what he needs you to do. Just keep your, know your purpose. God has already a day in that. He said, Ephesians two ten, that he knows your purpose. He knows, he knows. Believers, the light ultimately is to lead us to Jesus. That's it, to lead us to Jesus, that we would live lives that would let us go with him. John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. I don't know what dark situations you're in right now. I don't know what you need Jesus to, okay, what you need Jesus to expose. Some things we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing and we don't want the Lord to expose us. He said, I'm too gracious for that. I'm too loving for that. So I've sent this word to say, get back to Jesus. Get back, line back up with me. Get back in order. Get get, get back where you're supposed to be. Stop, Stop skirting the line. Stop walking on the edge. Get back to him. Don't let him expose you. It won't be good. But he is so gracious. He's so loving. He's so merciful that he would come and remind you, it's time to realign. It's, tried to, it's time to refocus. It's, it's time to get back where you're supposed to be. It's time to get back in line. In the name of Jesus, let the light of the Lord guide you in your purpose. Your purpose is what you do so that you can help the body of Christ to grow and mature in their faith. We need you. We need teachers. We need leaders. We need you. We need young people. We need you. We need you to step up and say, I want to lead and show us. Dream the dream, build a team. Come, let's we need you. I know I'm a purpose person. You can always hear Sister Yvonne go talk about purpose. Oh, Yvonne, she was after me again. What is your purpose? Well, because I want you to live the fullest life that you can. And if you are not in purpose, if you are not living the life you're supposed to live, you're wasting your life. It may look fruitful from the outside. You may be married with loads of children and this and that. But the ultimate reason that you're here on the earth is to accomplish God's goal for you. And if you're not doing that, you ain't living. You're living by the world's standards, but you're not living by God's standards. And God wants you to live by his standards. He loves you too much to leave you this way. It ultimately begins with a yes to Jesus. And he said, some of you have been coming weeks, months, years, decades, and have not fully surrendered to him. He said, why not make this Sunday, this first Sunday of November, the Sunday that you fully yield to the living God, that you fully say yes to him, that you give your life totally to him, and say, Lord, wherever you lead me, I will follow. Why not do that today? It's a simple yes. To Jesus. He said, come just as you are. You don't have to get cleaned up. You don't have to. No. No. Come just as you are. You'll say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the mess I'm in. Come just as you are. Oh, but I'm in this relationship and I don't know how. To. Come just as you are. Ah, Jesus is saying, just come, just come. Say yes to Jesus. And the other call is to those who have gone into the shadows thinking that they were still in the light and they know things were different. They know it was different. They know their devotional life wasn't what it should be. They know they were complaining more than they used to. You see the little signs that you, you veered off course from the Lord. The Lord said, this is... This is Realignment Sunday. This is Refocus Sunday. This is Repurpose Sunday. This is Sunday to come back to him in realignment. He wants you to know your identity in him. Know who you are in Christ. You are his child. You're his daughter. You're his son. And as his child, the benefits outweigh everything else. Does not mean you're not going to go through some things. No disclaimer, it just means whatever you go through, you don't go it alone. You go with it with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. As my brother, Albie, Minister Albie used to say, because you're backed up by the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes, you will have sickness. Yes, you will have financial issues. Yes, there will be marital woes. But you know to go to the light, go to the source, go to him, and he will realign and fix things back to the way that it was supposed to be. Amen. He's the light. He's the eternal light. He's the light of the world. He's not just saying this message to the saved. He's saying it to the unsaved. He's saying it to those that don't even know he exists. He is saying it to the world because he came for the world. And he called us to be his light so that we too would bring in the world here so that they would know what we know, that Jesus is the best decision we ever made. Anyone glad they made a decision for Jesus? Anyone glad that they're saved this morning? Anyone glad that they know they're living for the King of kings and Lord of lords? But I'm glad that you know. Do you want other people to know who Jesus is? Do you want other people to have the benefits you do? You want to tell others about Jesus? Why don't we? Tell them about the light. Why don't we stand together as I pray? I am the light of the world, he told them. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness again. I don't want to walk in darkness. I want to continue to follow the King of kings and Lord of lords. I want to follow the lighted path that he has for me. Anybody else? Anyone else wants to follow Jesus, follow the light of the world? Is there anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, that has not made him their Lord and Savior, that wants to make him Lord and Savior this morning? He is available to you. He said, all those who call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. He wants to save you. He loved you so much that he gave his only son so that you could live and have life more abundantly. To the full, have life to the full. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for those that need Jesus. I'm going to pray for those that need to come out of the shadows and be realigned. I'm going to pray for those that they would know and refocus, come back to, come back. That they would come back, whether it's to church, whether it's to ministry, whether it's to serve, whether it's to, that they would come back. I'm going to pray for those who need to know for sure their identity in Christ, because in this season, you've got to know who you are. I pray for those that need to know their purpose, because God has purpose for you. The fact that you are here means you have purpose. Yeah, okay, I'm taking care of my family. Yes, that is your purpose. Yes, that is your purpose. Yes, that is your purpose. But for anyone else, you have purpose. God has given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you abilities that he wants to use for his kingdom. Don't waste what God has given you. And it does not matter your age. You could be young, you could be middle-aged, you could be old. If you're still here in the land of the living, you have something the Lord can use and use to upbuild his kingdom and bring him glory. Let's pray. Bow your heads with me as I pray. Our Father and our God, it's to you that we give the glory, give the honor and give the praise. God, it's you. You are the light of the world. It's you, God, that we come and we worship and we glorify. It's your name that we lift up high. We call on the name Jesus this morning. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father God, we cry out for those that need to know you, for those that need to be saved, for those who need to come into the light. We pray that somebody will say yes to you, that they will say, I yield to the Father, that they will say, what must I do to be saved this morning? because I want to know the Lord. Have mercy this morning. God, don't expose them. God, save them. Save them. Give them hope this morning. A hope that's brighter than a perfect day. Give them the victory over sin this morning. Show them, dear God, that you are the way, that you are the truth and the life, and that you will show them to the Father. God, I pray for those, God, who are veered of course, God thinking that they're still in the light but they're in the shadows my God I pray that you will expose them and show them that they are not fully in the light that they will step out from the shadows, that they will step into your light God that they will repent that they will confess of sin God that they will turn back around to you, that God that they will say thank you, thank you Father, thank you for showing me I needed to turn back to you in the name of jesus we pray for those who don't know their identity in you they say but don't know all that comes with salvation my god let them not be like that man on the ship god have all this available and did not know god help them to know all that you have for them lord in the name of jesus and we pray for those who need purpose this morning so that they can walk in the fulfillment of what you have for them why you created them you created every last person with a purpose with a purpose so father god reveal it to them let them know why you call them for such a time as this why they're alive in 2022 let them know and god when they know let them walk fully in it let them embrace it let them live it in in the name of Jesus in humility, not in pride, not about the titles not about the accolades but just about the service to the King of Kings the Lord of Lords the Great I Am, the Alpha and the Omega, the Beginning and the End, the Omnipotent One, the Omnipresent One Oh God, you the Immutable One, the One the same yesterday and forever the One that is and is to come the one the only true and living God the light of the world light of the world light our lives today. Illuminate yourself. Reveal yourself in the name of Jesus. And God we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We praise you. Somebody worship him. Somebody give him thanks this morning. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody get back to the light. Somebody who found the light. Why don't you praise him? Why don't you worship him? Why don't you give him glory? Open your mouth. God gave your mouth so that you could worship him. He said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise him. Worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. That was a great message. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to cog-eny.com. That's cog-eny.com. And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now, God bless.